dude, that's great. Honestly, she she keeps the place clean. Um, other than that, I mean, it, it's it's been awful. No, I'm just kidding. It's it. I love hanging out with my mom. She comes down. We watch movies. Movies that have been sitting in my collection for six years that she bought me, and I still haven't watched them. We watched *Romancing the Stone* last night, and we watched half of *Weekend at Bernie's*. So, only half of it. Why? It was late. I had to get up early, and we agreed oh. to watch half. We're gonna finish the rest tonight. Oh, okay, we, good. After we have our risotto, hello fresh. It's been great. <laughs> All right. Well, for those <laughs> listening have, who have no, no idea, uh, John is, has now been reunited with his physical media collection. Oh, holy uh, shit. He's been without it for how many years now? Like four or five years? Because he's been in a different state, and all the all of his Blu-rays have been sitting in the back of like a trunk or in a basement somewhere. They've been in my in... grandmother's basement. All the cases and a, and a majority of like the the shitty movies that I bought for two ninety seven or stole from Walmart when I was sixteen. <laughs> um, and then my mom, in two separate trips down here, filled up an oversized suitcase she got from Goodwill for like two or three bucks with all of my Blu-rays, whatever she could fit in there. Shit them down here, so it costs her about sixty bucks total to get the cases down here. Jeez. So she brings the the big fat heavy suitcase onto the <laughs> into the airport like she's disposing of a body. So I feel like she's definitely on the FBI's radar now. Because she's done it twice. If, can you imagine if they <laughs> lost that suitcase? <sighs> well, Nate, she would have lost me. What would me. you do? I. <laughs> I just like thinking like what if if Nate ever moves? God forbid he never has to ship his fucking Blu-rays. Those are just going to be like traveling with him front and center. I know. <laughs> no matter what. Like, because Nate has to have them in pristine condition. You should see the condition of my Dark Knight re- Rises steelbook right now. It is destroyed oh, from no. the from the travel. <laughs> and Nate would replace yeah. them all. Yeah, Nate would buy a new uh, one. probably it, would. It looks like the plane ran over it. That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just happy to have him back. And I bought new shelves. It, it looks great. I'll actually post it on the post it on the on the instagram uh do you have a little trivia question before we get into this or do you want to of course i do oh boy oh boy all right of course i do that's my i know that's my one task and i made sure to accomplish it this afternoon all right so as you guys know brad pitt brad pitt's in this movie he plays the um, famous character of achilles in the movie troy but what 2006 film did Brad Pitt have have to part ways with due to the conflicting production schedules? Okay. Okay. Are all you right. ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Interesting question so far. Is it, it, dude? It was really hard for me to find trivia that I was like Spencer may or may not know this. I need to find something that's kind of random. Anyway. All right. Um, is it A. The Fountain, B. Blood Diamond, C. The Good Shepherd, D. We are Marshall, or E, over the hedge. I have my answer. Okay. I would like Spencer to go first. Instantly, I thought Blood Diamond, before you even like suggested that as a, as a multiple choice. The hmm. Matt Damon film, I think. I think it's... Leonardo no, it's DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. But I'm actually... I'm going to go with the Matt Damon film of The Good Shepherd. Going with The Good Shepherd. Okay. I will go Blood Diamond for 600, John. Oh, fuck me. Guys are both fucking wrong. Let's go, baby. (laughs) Oh, shit. The Fountain? It was A, The Fountain, uh, with Hugh Jackman. It was originally supposed to be Brad Pitt, who went with Troy instead. I know, right? I haven't seen The Fountain, actually. I mean, Brad Pitt could have... I mean, that movie... Have you seen The Fountain, John? Haven't. I've had it digitally like on a hard drive for the longest time because i think my dad like gave me the torrent and i've never clicked play so and nate you've seen this movie the fountain oh yeah yeah that trippy fucking movie yeah is it worth watching it's 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 almost like Mm, i would i would rewatch it because i first watched it at one of the apartments in college and i just it went right over my head and i was like annoyed by how i just couldn't understand it but i mean there's it's one of the it's one of those movies that has been like analyzed for like so many years and people have done so many videos on it so i would be huh. interested to dive into it again but i don't know it's it's it's, it's a lot all right so 
why did you go with Troy? Well, I got it at Goodwill, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm feeling like a little early 2000s epic war film with Brad Pitt looking super saturated, sweaty, little Rose Byrne, little Krugs, Diane Kruger action, would just get me all hot and bothered in November. <laughs> so I that's why I chose it. I, uh, I really truly only had one memory, and it was Brad Pitt laying in a tent with some some – they're not strippers because it's like B E B C E. What would you call them back then? Whores. Sure. Um, <laughs> Women. But yeah. Okay. Women. I well, I assume he paid. I don't. Maybe they did it willingly. It is Brad Pitt. Yeah, just Brad um, Pitt with his naked ass. Yeah. Yeah. Would you see a lot of? Maybe. I wasn't complaining, but it did seem like it was a lot of Brad Pitt's ass. Um. But better than Eric Bana's ass. That's what I always say. So <laughs> you always say, yeah. It's, that <laughs> is a thing that you do always say. It's like Harvey Keitel. Shut the fuck up. Yep. All right. It's a common occurrence. Yep. Common John occurrence. again. Really? <laughs> Son of a bitch. As long as it's Brad Pitt, not Eric Bana. <laughs> yeah. God forbid it's fucking Eric Bana. Just get uh, up and leave the theater. Charlie yeah. Cox. No. Yeah. Um, no, Charlie Cox is fine. What's the guy in this movie that plays Magamuma or whatever his stupid name is? <laughs> what? Something Cox. Agamemnon, Brian Cox. Brandon Gleason? Is that his name? Brandon Gleason, yeah. Brandon, Brandon Gleason played the husband of uh, Diane Kruger's character. Yeah, I'd say if it was like him playing Achilles and you see his ass in the tent, then it, <laughs> yeah, it would be. All right, all right, all right, it wouldn't. Right, okay, I'm just. Enough. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, because when you pick this movie, I, this is one of those movies where this is one of the first movies. Probably one of the first R-rated movies I have ever watched because Ooh. my aunt, yeah. I would always go to my aunt's house in the summer and she would show me all these movies that I never got to watch with my parents. And she was like, oh, you should watch Troy. It's really good. I'm like, oh, it's R. I probably can't watch it. And she's like, oh, well, you've seen Lord of the Rings. It's, it's not any more violent than Lord of the Rings. I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. And I watched it. I'm like, oh, no, this is really violent, but I love it. This is just the battles were awesome. And so over the years, I'd always kind of put it on. It's been, it was always on TV too. Like any time you'd like turn on the TV, one of the channels was playing Troy for some reason. Oh yeah. So I would catch FX it every now and has then. The movie, movie. Yeah, and I've seen it a handful of times, but yeah, it's been a long time. And uh, this is like a, one of those big, epic, Greek mythology like battle movies from 2004. So watching it all these years later, like almost 20 years later, so seeing how it's gonna hold up. So that was gonna. Interesting Dude, to, to go into this rewatch, but emphasis um, on the big because three hours and nineteen minute direct director's cut. cut. That's what yeah. I watched, but yeah. Nate, you said you watched it like once in high school or something, and then like on TV mm-hmm. a couple other times. And so when on oh, this yeah. rewatch, did you watch the uh, the theatrical version, the two hours and forty something minute? He did. Yes, on yes. HBO Max. I, I didn't believe. know if it was accessible for the director's cut, so I was like, because eh, just go with the regular. It, it, it looks like if you get this on physical media, it's only the director's cut. Yeah. Unless you get like the really? DVD. Yeah. Huh. Because I guess the DVD or like the theatrical version had too many errors in the uh, in the digital processing. Yeah. So they came hmm. up with a director's cut, which has like apparently improvements. But I noticed. I mean, before we get into the movie, it's like the the Blu-ray itself. And John, you watched the Blu-ray of this. I did. Yep. Did you notice? how green like the, this greenish tint throughout the movie or was that nah man that's to... uh, this is something I th- it's happened multiple times you notice this stuff I don't notice this stuff no okay I was just did, looking did, at did you notice like a the whole time. really weird green tint at times like in the middle of the daytime where like it would it no. just look so fucking awful okay so I think it was the blu-ray disc. I thought it looked it, pretty good even the color time just it was being just... high def Horrible. Maybe it so, was because you had a triple pack and they just kind of phoned it well, in on your copy. all single discs. All of them are single discs. I mean, even oh. Alexander has two discs. One for the director's cut, one for the theatrical. Um, so I think it was just the same disc that you have. Uh, but I don't know. It was the, It was a really weird transfer that I think a 4K could be needed for this. Oh, 4K <laughs> could be actually insane on this the movie. The CGI definitely is dated at times with some of the battle scenes but regardless i mean this was still a pretty fun time but uh so if you haven't heard of troy just give a little info about the movie like what's about who directed it who's in it 
Critical yeah. Man, if uh, this is uh, 2004's Troy. What a year to be alive. Uh, directed by Wolfgang Peterson, not the chef. Uh, he's done Das Boot, Air Force One, The Perfect Storm, which I own that in a triple pack. That's another one of those movies that I think would be fun to cover. We can take a breather after this one and do some like real films, but that would be a, a solid movie to, to go after. Are you saying Troy's not a real film? It's a real film, film but it's... Well, it's just just kind of like popcorn watching people die type of movies, you know? Like <laughs> okay. we did Everest, now we're doing Troy. Yeah, it's it your picks. It is. Uh, you know, we got Brad Pitt, Eric Bana, Orlando Bloom, Brian Cox, Brendan Gleeson, The Krugs, Sean Bean is in the... Oh, yeah, Sean Bean's in this fucking movie. <laughs> Peter O'Toole? Wait. Who's... Yep. Mm-hmm. He's the dad. He's the dad of uh, Paris and oh the Eric, oh the super uh, old guy. I was yeah. like, isn't he dead? <laughs> like, because <laughs> it's funny because he actually kind of fits in with this movie with the costumes and the setting. But like when you see totally him does in Hercules, like you can tell that he, they just pulled him out of whatever nursing home that he was in and just like, all right, throw this costume <laughs> on, throw this armor on, and we'll just wheel yeah. him into the scene and then just have him say like two two lines and then we'll wheel him out with his IV. <laughs> but here he looks like he was, you know, acting. Uh, Garrett Hudlin, Rose Burns in this movie. Um, and if you guys don't know, which I actually wasn't aware of this, which I probably feel like I should have, but it's an adaptation of Homer's great epic, The Iliad. Um, the film follows the assault on Troy by the United Greek Forces and chronicles the fates of the men involved. Uh, 7.3 on IMDb, 53 critical, 74 audience on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 3.2 on Letterboxd. Um, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this over to Nate, but kind of like, what were your initial thoughts and uh, interpretations of this film this time around? Well, I love history, so this movie is right up my alley. This happened. Um, kind of, oh, yeah. maybe. Uh, it allegedly I, happened. I would say probably it happened, but I guess like the whole story of Achilles is so much different. Do you guys know how he got the name Achilles? Uh, is it because well, of his fate? or No. No? Because the mom apparently held Achilles when he was a baby. Oh, that's right. By the Achilles the, the ankle and dipped him into the water of like protection or something. And then like just didn't get him all the way submerged. And that's that little area. That's his weakness is his Achilles tendon. And that's where the arrow goes right in uh, at the end. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, he was dipped in the river Styx, and that's like the whole river that leads to the underworld. And they kind of mention that when they put the the gold coins on everyone's eyes to pay the boatman type of thing. It's just that same mythological thing. But no, I just the more like as the movie went on, the more it came back to me, like with different shots and how it all started. But the thing that threw me off was how quick they got to Troy and then how long it was until the actual big battle. Cause I remember in high school watching it and thinking that the battle was like end of, end of act two going all the way into act three, where in this one, it's almost like getting to Troy was almost like the end of act one. It's like, all right, they got there. And then you, I was like, Oh crap. Is it, almost two and a half hours already like they're about to fight and then i looked and i was like oh no i'm only like maybe 45 to an hour in and i was like holy crap they got here quick but then they i forgot about the whole fight with eric banna and the charge on the church of apollo and just all i i think it's just the history and the mythology is what attracts me to this movie. I love stuff about the gods and what they stand for. And the Trojan horse is a great story. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to read the Odyssey or the Iliad um, just because I love those type of historical things that may or may not have happened. And because no one can definitively know if these things actually happened. I've always, I've always (laughs) had nice memories of this movie like I mentioned like going over to my aunt's house to watch it for the first time and kind of just being introduced to this movie that way and buying it with that triple pack I think I've watched it once at least since now twice um and so yeah it's just a fun big epic swords and sandals movies they don't swords and sandals is that an actual saying because I like that kind of 
<laughs> I mean, in a it's, way, just because, I mean, yeah, they're just, you know. They're wearing their... Uh, they're restricted what in what they have to fight with. That's, uh, that's And true. what they can have to wear. But um, I really liked the whole story of Achilles. I just thought that was so badass. And, like, the whole Greek mythology behind all of this story is is so fascinating. And, like, it's so deep, too. I mean, with all the different characters. And you have, like, the dad who of uh, Hector in Paris, played by Eric Bana and Orlando Bloom. This guy is played by Peter O'Toole. Uh, and he's just always just so just... Oh, whatever the gods decide, <laughs> just like it's <sighs> so annoying, and just every time, like that in that fight scene with, uh, especially first with Paris and uh, Brandon Gleason's character, uh, and they just have to watch that fight, and just like oh, whatever the you know whatever the gods' fate is, is what's gonna happen. It was just so annoying. It's like it's so that, yeah. Didn't that remind you of Game of Thrones, where like uh, okay. at, at like the king's table or the the court? When they, they like they won't listen to Rhaenyra, like the young person that has all this wisdom and thought, but instead they listen to the stupid maester that is just like basing their shit off of absolute nonsense, you know? Yeah, but that's kind of what it reminded me of. <laughs> but it's the times are just like that's just like what people had going for them. Like that's just what they it's the only thing they had in their lives. <laughs> and so Yeah. Yeah. Uh but just like the, the the action scenes were just always so entertaining and so big. Like they really went there with the with the production value and the sets, the set pieces and, and the extras. And it just, they got Wolfgang Peterson who directed Das Boot. And I know we all watched that for, I think before we were doing a podcast, we just were doing like a no, watch club. I, and I, I don't think we, we did an episode on Das Boot. Um, I swear but we, we all did. watched it. Yeah. Okay. I, it was, I think it was when we were sending like letterbox reviews to each other or something. Um, but uh, him as a director for I this think. was really interesting because <laughs> It, in a way, like, it's kind of cheesy. Like, especially the one of the scenes with uh, Achilles fighting with his uh, cousin or brother, like Garrett, Garrett pa- uh, pra- or something. character is uh, pa- Patroclus. Pa- Patroclus. Yeah. The other like the blonde whole... guy. <laughs> so It was so, like, cheesy and over the top. I kind of forgot about that, too. It was, just, it was so, like, ridiculous. But when it comes to, like, the actual hand-to-hand combat like with the one-on-one fight scenes especially with Eric Bana and uh, uh, Brad Pitt it was so riveting and so intense even though I know what's going to happen it was just so badass yeah I mean you talk about that particular scene um, and that's one of the scenes that I think they they followed the the Iliad I guess at least based off what I read like to a T because like I guess in the story like he does actually drag his body away in that fashion too and like his dad comes and tries to get the body back and he sneaks into the camp and all this but it's it's crazy like the how honorable these people have to be like it's almost like teetering on stupidity because Hector knows he's going to go out there and fucking die because Achilles is the best of the best and yet he, he just does fight. it anyway he sure did but Achilles is just so fast and like swift and agile and like pulls this spear out of nowhere and plunges it through Eric Bana's fucking shoulder pretty sweet like well he, he's he's got that unique style of fighting like the combat like he's so like quick and like he jukes around like that you see that right in the opening that was a it's a great opening too great of, opening. when they have to call the best warriors on each side and like you see this big fucking like rest his WWE name is a looking guy nathan Borgrius. jones Borgrius oh, is the character, uh, yeah. Just big muscular dude just comes out, and then just like, oh, yeah, and then he just calls Achilles. Of course, he's not there. He's just in the tent, the scene that you remember, just the one ass scene. up. <laughs> it's probably because, dude, it's probably because that scene, like, I was like a kid, and it was on TV, and my mom, or maybe, I don't, she probably didn't care. I feel like cause I'm an only child, she probably didn't care. But, like, at the time, it's like, oh, you can't watch this, because that one scene was on, and that maybe that's all I saw. I don't know. But then you expect this big <laughs> one-on-one fight scene to open this, the, the movie, but it's just it's over in literally a, a snap of a finger. <laughs> Dink and dunk right into his shoulder. Yeah, so fucking gross. But yep, it's, it's just, it just sets the stage of just like how intimidating this guy can be when it comes to fighting. That scene sets you up with uh, Agamemn- Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Hey, that's the worst name in the movie, and they say it so many times. And I, I feel like there were so many outtakes there had to be where people just butcher that name because it's so ridiculous. Um, but that sets up his character, and all he wants to do is just take everything for the Greeks, right? Brian, uh, which is Brian Cox, I think. 
I actually, I really like in the movie kind of how Achilles and Agamemnon are just like at each other's throats, almost literally at times, because he just can't stand Achilles, but he needs him. He needs his army to have any remote chance of like taking Troy because Achilles is so good. So I don't know. I thought that was that was one of the better parts of the movie. And then you have the Trojans, which I really liked Hector and, and I think Paris is kind of just he's the reason all this happened. Like just a stupid young dude that he's a little bitch. Seriously. He's a little yeah. He's a little bitch. And but goddamn, if uh, that scene with it, Diane Kruger doesn't make up for all the shit that he did, <laughs> gotta I mean, say. That, <laughs> that, is true. That, that was wonderful, um, but like, it's a little like too comical of how much of a stu- how stupid Paris he is. is. Yeah, like just yeah. he makes the worst decisions possible. Like that scene on the boat when he's like, "Brother, you you love me no matter what, right?" And he's like, "What the what what the fuck did you do, man?" And yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly, just like follow me, <laughs> goes down, and then she just like takes the hood off, and then just like the cut to the gun top of the boat just screaming at him like you fucking idiot like you have no idea what this is gonna cause like just we're gonna go to war so many people are gonna die now because of this fucking yeah. flame great thank you i'm gonna die now it's just like you can yeah it's and really, yeah, paris is just like <laughs> but i love her so i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> all right well then, such ignorance with the yeah. audacity too to be like all right yeah finally when like the ex-husband brandon gleason is gonna come and fight him one-on-one for her but even though even if he wins he was still gonna just execute her to you know for an, set an example uh but still like he just wh- uh, whistles out of the fight he gets like sliced in the leg, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he crawls yeah. over and like hides behind Eric Bana, and just Eric Bana's like, all right, fuck it. If he had just killed him, and like, I mean, I realize we need a movie and we need a story, but like, there were two instances where Paris could have saved thousands of people from getting killed. The first one, obviously, not not taking Diane Kruger character Kruger, and then just getting killed by Brennan Gleeson. Yet here we are. Though. So Greek mythology and tragedy, all that type of stuff. Yeah, and then you have that love story too with Brad Pitt and Rose Byrne, which I totally forgot about. This oh, time baby, same. Yeah. yeah, she has some Stockholm syndrome in that. Yeah, that story. Because yeah, you can really see in that one scene where he is leaving to go and fight uh, her cousin Eric Bana, and she's like, "No, please don't." Like he's a good man, please don't do it. And then just knowing that, like. The second he she sees him come back, like just knowing that like her cousin's dead because he won, yeah. and yeah, it's that well, one scene is just great between them. But yeah, it's pretty pretty. Intense. That scene with uh with Hector and Patroclus too, where he thinks he's fighting, um, Brad Pitt's character, where he thinks he's fighting Achilles. Oh yeah, he goes and, like disguised. Yeah, and like I actually really like how like honorable the two sides are too, because they'll let two people duke it out without like stabbing him in the back, Game of Thrones style. You know, where they like they kill like Ned Stark with a spear or whatever against Jamie. I don't know if you remember. I watched a lot of Game of Thrones, but um like they're super honorable on the battlefield. And I thought that that was like a cool thing in the movie where that scene in particular where they're just they just let him fight with like hundreds of soldiers just like watching him and then they slice his fucking throat. One thing I thought was really good is this movie it almost reminded me a little bit of The Green Knight with the use of just like massive wide shots like the shot in particular was um when he's like going to the to the wall of troy and he's just like screaming hector over and over and over again the shot of him just like chilling there with his chariot like this movie actually surprised me with how well it was shot oh this movie's beautiful like yeah. when you guys said that it deserved like it would look very good and benefit hundred percent from a 4k like restoration definitely because i feel like there were some points where you could tell that the ocean and all the ships were fake but like the landscape in front of them was real so you kind of but they did a decent job at covering it up or masking it to make it look like more fluid um but like inside the city and the costumes and just the way they were like, oh, we're so safe behind this wall, la di da di da until history shows you're not. Spoiler, sorry if this story's, what, thousands of years old. So, But just, I, I just love all the mythos behind it. You just have an army that's on your beach that could literally attack at any time. But like John said, they have the 
the gentleman's courtesy yeah. to not attack. Well, even though the Trojans do kind of blindside them at night, like with the that's giant the balls instance. of like hay and they shoot the flame arrows. Like that's like, all right, now they're not really playing very fair. But I love when Eric Banna talks about the gods. He's like, he cut off the head of Apollo and Apollo hasn't killed him. You really want to play the god card right now? Mm-hmm. He's so <laughs> like skeptical. Like, it's not going to work. And he just, his whole thing where he has to see his wife, kiss his baby, the baby starts crying, so that just adds to the fact that he's about to lose his father. And he goes down with a fight, but he just outmatched. It's like a, I don't know, like a wolf and a German shepherd. Yeah, type of <laughs> oh, yeah. like it's close, but like truly, there isn't really a a chance for him. Like they have the same core. One's just got this mythical background, and the other's got of a more human royal background. But I like how they kept Achilles' past vague. You don't really know where he comes from or what his story is. Really, you just know his mother and he was destined to do what he's doing yeah and that it's just it's cool because it's like he could live on past the movie or he could die and it doesn't really matter because his name's going to carry on right which is actually a big thing in this movie that you talk about a lot yeah name carrying on because achilles is a very famous name and icon and a piece of history and so when you have this movie troy featuring Achilles and with Brad Pitt as like the front and center playing the lead Achilles nowadays I feel like they would do a whole like origin story of like Achilles Uh, yeah yeah. the whole backstory and like him like growing up in a cave and fighting like eating like chickens and stuff I don't know just doing something ridiculous and over the top and like dark and gritty like Batman type of shit (laughs) like it wouldn't be the way like this movie was where it's just like bright daylight Dude, like, funny like enough, sun and everything, because they're they're going for like realism <laughs> and stuff in terms of like how it was with the like, hundred degree heats and everyone in these like costumes and you can f- with the real actors too. They didn't really have stuntmen with the one on one fights with Eric Bana and uh, Brad Pitt. It was all them in the fight, and so like it, you really feel it too like, in 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 the fight scene. So they they went with a uh, a realism with this movie in terms of filmmaking that I really really liked, and they leaned a little bit too heavy into the cgi that wasn't too ready for the time so i think a like a, yeah, like a restoration would be nice they actually offered this movie they... to christopher nolan so maybe they dodged a bullet there um because oh. it originally offered it to him so maybe this he was working on batman begins at the time or one of his other films like prestige or because yeah. um, that that do, movie came out 2006 so do we think what though nate oh i just i didn't know if you thought they actually built the wall or not they must. I mean, I wonder what the budget was for this movie. I do remember watching a behind-the-scenes thing on this movie, and it was a scene, uh, a battlefield at night on the beach, and one of the behind-the-scenes cameras was was filming it, and they just panned over to the right, and there was just a bunch of like amazing modern houses like on the waterfront, oh <laughs> just like god. right there. I'm like, oh god, just like having to like digitally erase those out and stuff, just to have like, oh yeah, no, this is. Greek. This is Troy. <laughs> Isn't Troy one of the movies that's supposedly famous for having like an airplane in the sky? Yeah, I think it's that the, what one of the additions they forgot to like erase it. Yeah, um, that's fucking funny. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, haha, suspend yeah. your disbelief. Because <laughs> they the shot additions... this in in Malta, which I think is a island in Italy or something. Sure. Um, oh, it wouldn't surprise me. And then they shot some in Mexico because the Iraq war was starting up when they were trying to shoot. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah, and not really Turkey but, or anything that was remotely <laughs> like Troy. <laughs> I also yeah. watched this whole like behind-the-scenes thing featurette on uh, how like they brought in like um, military advisors and like uh, technicians and stuff to, like, to train a bunch of, like, extras on how to fight and they went through this like three week boot camp on how Hell to train yeah. to fight like this 
And it so just awesome. seemed it seemed so intense though. Like they were they're being screamed at by this like drill sergeant. I'm like, dude, they're extras in a fucking movie. Like and I was just like <laughs> was as I was watching that, I was wondering, I'm like, in the movie, like I wonder how many of these people like actually gotta make it be like, Oh yeah, that's me right there, that's me. Because you have no fucking idea when you watch it. I mean, people are just so many. getting sliced and diced and it's very close up too, which kinda of bothered me at times. It's like quick cut and very close up because like you see a lot of like slicing and dicing but it's very just it's so quick and i don't know about the theatrical cut but for the director's cut especially when they raided troy like after they got out of the horse there's some brutal fucking dudes that was oh my yeah, god i don't see any of that okay so i, don't I, see I, I was wondering because yeah. dude they were picking up babies and just like fucking throwing it against a wall and stuff and like throwing on the ground stomping on like babies Chill, like, like infants dude fu- yeah throwing them down wood that. like stone staircases and shit so when oh i my looked God. up the differences and i saw them, like it was it leaned way more into the uh brutality of the the raid of troy and yeah they okay were getting ready to rape women they were and stuff. literally was, raping women oh, and stuff dude, and, was, yeah in the streets and, and stabbing them to death <laughs> and it was that, that makes a lot of sense that that was not damn, in the theatrical cut because that most that, of the extra footage is with that um, wow! I watch some of the politics too. Um, yeah. Oh my God! Sense, that those were absolutely brutal. That I, I was like, like jaw dropping. Because when do you see that in a movie? Oh, again, I go back to Game of Thrones. There's Not a scene often. when they go around and like stabbing Robert Baratheon's bastard babies, and he goes around to, st- but they don't even show it. In this movie, they show them throwing children down a fucking staircase. Oh yeah! Like <laughs> it was unbelievable. Infants, really violent, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because I, I look at this, I'm like, like intense. probably a PG-13, like fluffy kind of. No, it, it's R, but it, it's not. It's very R. It is. But the theatrical cut didn't include those extra gruesome scenes, obviously. Um. No, <laughs> yeah. I wish it did. That would make moms walk out. Um, of the theaters. It's abrupt, yeah, yeah. Because there has there really wasn't a scene like that up until that point like that was definitely a a moment in the director's cut except the director's cut is three hours and 14 minutes and the theatrical is two hours and 43 minutes so there's a lot of extra footage um that but, scene was really cool though that like the, the whole only, raid is awesome yeah like you guys got all that stuff all mine was is they got out of the horse they killed some people in uh Looked like a church or something like with people, giant pillars people and whatnot. Sleeping? Did they kill people sleeping? They killed the guards that were sleeping, okay. like that were sitting outside the gate type of thing. But then it immediately cuts to oh, wow. Achilles running to trying find... To find her, you know. They yeah, cut out the entire raid of innocents getting killed. Dude, yeah, because for a moment, it's yeah. literally just so much of the innocents being slaughtered. To the point where, like, hmm. it cuts back to Brad Pitt and, like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's, he's looking for Rose Barron. I forgot. <laughs> like, you don't see that him for a while. Long. It's There's, literally like, 40 minutes long, in the yeah. movie where you don't see it. It's, like, the tro- it's from very much the Trojan's perspective and, like, mostly the father. And then, yeah, it, it's just absolute slaughter. And then all of a sudden Brad Pitt shows up again. You're, like, yeah, this is kind of his movie, right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's right. He has to save someone in yeah, right. tragedy, obviously. He's on the poster, so. Do you guys know the story of Helen of Troy? And how she was conceived? I don't know how she was conceived. No. But I I know that in some instances of the story that she doesn't necessarily exist. Like, in this, like, I know that when they were going to make this movie, they wanted her to be almost like a ghost. But because, like, no one can be as beautiful as Helen of Troy because she's supposed to be, like, just, like, almost like a godlike, goddess-like figure. But then they went with the Krugs. It's because her mother, Leda, was raped by Zeus. Nice. Because Zeus took the form of a swan and raped her, producing Helen of Troy. <laughs> wow. Who thinks of this yep. shit? Interesting. <laughs> Mythology shit, for you. Mythology. <laughs> that That is another thing I liked about the movie, is it's super grounded. Like... They they almost make they do they they make fun of the kind of godlike religious elements because like the real story is so much based in the mythology like it would if the movie actually did it they would have like people sitting on clouds like commanding the fight like that's how that's how the fight the whole story is like supposed to take place in the Iliad 
Like, literally Zeus just, like, with his fingertips. Like, puppets. Like, that's kind of what it's supposed to be. And thank God they didn't do that, because that would have been awful. And <laughs> like, you get a lightning bolt, and you get a lightning bolt, and you get a lightning <laughs> Played by Oprah, and, yeah. Uh, what's that freaking movie where she was, like, a god? Oh, something. Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in Time. Oh, my God. Your favorite movie of 2017 or yep. whatever. Best of the best right there. Holy crap. Reese Witherspoon. But I totally had forgotten that Rose Byrne was in this. And then when I saw her, my heart just... I, I, I was I was meant to be there at that moment. Because yes. I still think she's one of the most beautiful women on the planet. And when she popped up, I was like... Oh. And See, she's like 20-something. And she's a virgin <laughs> in the film. She's like, a little more meat on yeah. her bones. Um, oh, wow. That's fine, though. She looks great. Oh, my God. Not complaining. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I kind of felt that way and had a similar reaction when I saw Sean Bean pop up in the movie because I totally okay. forgot that Sean Bean was in the Nates and they had to take his headphones out. Uh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> but, but like, I just I'm like, of course, of course. Sean Bean is in this movie. Just any time, like his agent gets like a like sniffs, like oh, Swords and Sandals movie, medieval movie. Sean Bean, Sean Bean. Oh, I'm there, I'm there. And just, Sean Bean just shows up on set. Like I don't care if you have a role for me. I'm in this fucking movie. And the director's like, uh, okay, whatever you, whatever you want, Sean Bean. He's so, like on vacation with his movie? family. He's no, like, you I'm get here right movie. now. Yeah. Like <laughs> he's got a prominent <laughs> role. It's like I'll Jesus, be there. Dude. God but damn. Who was the actress that was Eric Bana's wife? What was her name? Is it? I don't know. Oh, Sari. Her name is Paladora. It's Sari Svegler. Uh, she is oh. a Swedish model. Heartthrob. My God. Oh, her eyes. She's been in only three just, films, including. This I know one. she's definitely not oh. an actress. You could tell she was a model. <laughs> she was oh, just. She well, had hardly gorgeous. any lines. <laughs> I mean, she well, emoted a couple movie? moments when Eric Bana was in trouble, but she did an okay job. She was fine. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought like, that she like, had no acting talent. I don't like know. Like when she saw her husband get just knocked down to one knee and she just slides down on the wall. She's like, no, I can't even look. It's yeah. almost like a parent watching your kid at like a basketball game or something. You're just like, oh, crap, they fell. Well, like tear their Achilles or like just the fact that they're sitting on the bench like you. I have, you know, I started as a sophomore. Oh, but OK, but it was it was your freshman year that your team won the championship, right? Isn't yes. that what it was? Okay. Yes. So it was just, it kind of just a happen, like just a case of circumstance that you just weren't, you weren't starting because they had all the seniors in there and shit. So, yeah, but I did get to play and I got a rebound. Continue. Yep. Uh, you were on the so stat sheet. Troy was nominated for one Academy Award. <gasps> Ooh, trivia? Are we doing trivia right now? I guess so. Because, yeah, do you score? Take a guess on what you think the, uh, I guess I okay. Hold on to that because I do want to come back to score. But um, what do you think the James nomination Warner. was? Uh, you're going score. Yeah. Well, it's probably not score now because you said, "Oh yeah, wait, hold sorry. on." It's, score. It's there's, not no score. there's no way. It's <laughs> so there's no way. It's not acting. It's, it's not, not directing. Short film. Uh, I, I'll I'll say cinematography. I'll say cinematography. Okay. Cinematography. I I will say best. Supporting actor Peter O'Toole. Maybe it's hair and makeup. <laughs> supporting <laughs> actor Peter O'Toole. For that one scene, wish, for that one dude. scene when Paris and uh, Hector arrive back home, and then you just see Peter O'Toole. He's just like, <laughs> God, I wish we could have a video version of the <laughs> podcast. He's turned around, stopped, and just slowly smiled. Like this. Spencer was like... actually in full costume for uh, that. Just so you know. Yeah. Paris. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hector. <laughs> um. Amazing. No, so it was nominated for best costume design. Um, hey, yeah, oh, makes sense. It's deserving. Makes sense. I mean, for sure. I think that's really all it really needs. But I do what I do. Kind of want to get into mm-hmm. the the reaction here because, I mean, seven point three on IMDb. That's pretty good. Seventy four on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. But fifty three percent the critical score on Rotten Tomatoes. Not enough. Not enough. Audience. Diane Kruger. I think. Uh, I think that's the issue. They were like they teased us in the beginning of the film, and then we didn't see any more of it. We just saw like you know it was funny with the women. Like all the reaction shots. Like all the men are fighting, and then they feel like they have the need to just throw in all these reaction shots and then be like, oh no, huh. 
And then, <laughs> if only they had that audio too underneath. <laughs> oh no. That's literally what it was. It's like almost laughable at times because it's just like, just don't show them. Who cares at this point? They're just over there like playing checkers at the, at, like they might as well be. Um, I, I was wondering who else got nominated for costume because did they deserve it? I don't know. I don't think it matters. Uh, but I was just <laughs> wanted to this see is important. Why do you think mm. it's rotten? I oh, think man. it's rotten because they, the critics were probably like, when you have a historical movie like this, it needs to be accurate. And your main character can't just be a shiny star that nothing happens to. So I have a feeling they didn't like, like Brad Pitt's stardom like almost overshadowing the movie if that makes sense and awesome. the critics are probably like uh eh. he did, maybe they didn't think he fit or maybe they just don't like history um or maybe they're just really really picky as far as like historical detail because they got stuff wrong like apparently Achilles was incredibly homosexual yeah yeah uh in the movie and... he, his his cousin is Patroclus, but in the in Patroclus. the but Pat, Patrick Patrick Stewart, um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart. <laughs> he, but it, I'm the hello. cousin of Achilles. That's, that's ah. <laughs> in in the in the story, it's 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 his you know quote unquote lover. I mean, but yeah, I mean you could definitely hello. get that reaction when he finds out that he dies and he. Yeah, like who's he that upset about their cousin? Uh, right hand man, and <laughs> I love that yeah. scene afterwards too when he walks up to him at night and he's just like, "I shouldn't have struck you. <laughs> You've always been a loyal friend." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, cheesy. My Lord. That's the thing. This movie does have so much cheese in certain scenes, but it, it's it's such a spectacle and it's fun. So like, I can definitely like just look past some of the cheesy moments. Uh, and it is long for sure. I mean, wicked that three hour cut was a lot, but um, it didn't yeah. seem too bad though. I mean, like it, it definitely flew by because it, it, it's it's entertaining. It's it's just a fun, dumb little spectacle movie about Greek mythology. It's so I think, but here's the thing: I I think there could be a better movie of this story, especially now. Mm-hmm. But for sure. what it's worth, for what we got here. It's still a great fucking time. It's, Dude, it's, you know who you fun. give it to? You give it to... Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Yes, yep. I was thinking that during the movie. Exactly. Like, imagine Denis Villeneuve doing this movie. We God can say that about right. every movie. But get, every epic just feature yeah. of the early 2000s, just give it to Denis Villeneuve. Oh, man. And he'll knock it out of the fucking park. Because if he could shoot this movie, how he shot, like, Incendies and some of his other Dune? less Dune. mainstream... Oh, okay. I, I get that, but just like, in the scope, I would could see. I would, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Incendies has the scope, but it's also really gritty and dirty, and maybe he would make those epic war scenes more. Who plays I Achilles in twenty twenty three though? Who plays Achilles now in the Brad Pitt role? Chris Pratt. You could still have <laughs> fucking uh, <no. laughs> from Tom Mario Hardy. Super Mario Bros. Brad or uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, damn, Timothy I would Chalamet, say either no the Rock. Fuck, Timothy Chalamet. No, it's either I would say Tom Hiddleston, Asa Butterfield, or if he really put on no. some weight. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Austin Butler because he's great in Elvis, and I think he could pull off this role. Interesting. So yeah, I don't even I know can, who that is. No, I can see his face. <laughs> I if he had blonde hair, maybe he'd also have to bulk up for sure. But yeah. Zach Efron? Oh, you were asking me... You asked what? Nate, why do you think the critical score is so low? But it's a lot. This movie yeah, is just a lot. It's a lot. Just on all levels. But like, I, I think the first line of the movie is literally Brian Cox pulling up in a little chariot, and he's just like, hmm, good day for the crows. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. Basically. <laughs> That's when you just <laughs> fucking turn the movie off. Yeah, no. like, oh. And you, you just... You forget, like... <laughs> He's supposed to be a king in the story, but he's just some fat white old man with a beard just being pulled around on a chariot. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get like, in, what? before we get into the final thoughts and grades, I did want to ask Nate because you watched the theatrical version and we were watching the director's cut here. Um, did the opening scene include a dog walking around a battlefield sniffing dead bodies for like 
two minutes. No. Really? Mm, interesting. Yeah, because no, for me well, on this version, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, yeah, what that is was this? that threw me off for sure. It was literally a dog, just follow, camera following a dog, just literally walking to the dead bodies, sniffing, going to the next one, sniffing, looking like a up, bloody and, helmet, and then, and then they see like all the, the two opposing forces, and that's when you get like the Brian Cox and the other guys seen. But I was like, it was literally like two minutes of like a dog just walking around a battlefield, I'm like. I don't remember. Did I put in the wrong movie? Did I put in Alexander? I literally I had the thought same that. fucking thought. <laughs> I, I had the so same confused. exact thought, dude. Yeah. That was weird. <laughs> okay, I, w- I wanted to clarify if that was in the uh, theatrical version because I'm like, there's no way they would open a movie like this and release it in the theaters. Cause Everyone would walk no, out. It, yeah. Like, what the fuck am I watching here? Homeward <laughs> Bound? No. <laughs> I was watching Troy. What the fuck is this? Airbud <laughs> shit? No. Uh, what about instead? It's it's Brad Pitt on all fours doing the same exact thing. <laughs> I would fucking pay double. <laughs> Go back out of the box office and give him another twenty. All right. Yeah, um, especially if he was shirtless or fully naked. Um, but yeah, yeah final so, thoughts and grades on Troy. I like this movie so much that the two hours and forty three minutes or whatever didn't even feel it. It just, it just, it, yeah. it felt like I was watching an episode of the Game Simpsons. of Thrones oh. that just happened to that too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, it just was easy to sit through and i remembered a lot of it um and then of course when rose Byrne pops up i just was like yep adding another star um and it just kept going and i was like i love this battle and i just love the mythology and these characters and like oh i've heard of agamemnon and all these other people so like it just i remember a lot of this stuff from history and it's just I don't know. I just have an attraction to these types of movies just because you can kind of sit back and just experience what could have possibly taken place somewhere on this planet. Like they don't even they still don't know if Troy even ever existed. Can I give you a fun fact before you finish your fun fact about exactly what you're saying? Unless you already know it. Is it something about they may have an idea in like Turkey? Yeah. So in Turkey, dude. Like they have found a a hill or a a small mountain of of uh, whatever, where they think they found Troy, but it happened so long ago that they think that archaeologically there's like seven or eight cities built on top of Troy that have also fallen. So they found artifacts that date back to when they think Troy would have taken place, like like arrowheads and you know and like pottery and stuff like that. So they think they found it. They haven't found the horse. I mean, but there well, there are. If it was made of wood. It was probably yeah disintegrated and. But there is artifacts like this could have happened. You know, um. So yeah, I mean, I think that 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 just adds to it. That adds to like, oh, this like this could be real. Like that 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 drives up a letter grade for me personally. I think that's fucking sick. That even happens nowadays. Like, think of it. We we as like as far as like our family members and as far back as we know only goes back to maybe like the early 1920s with like our grandparents and stuff like that sure like that's really as far as we can connect tangibly Mm -hmm. but that's only a hundred hundred years and how much has been built in a hundred years this took place thousands of years ago it wouldn't surprise me if hundreds of buildings and cities were built on top of Troy before anyone decided to discover mm-hmm. it. So no wonder they can't find it. It's probably been built on top of and destroyed and spread out to all corners of the world. It's like it's but, like Atlantis. I mean, it's the same thing where it's it's a city that, you know, historians would God, they would love to find it like officially. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me That'd too. Be cool. Yeah. But no, I just I really appreciate this movie. I thought Ben, uh, not Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt. That would have been a weird kill. God, I wish. No, um, not really. He just he did a really good job of just being kind of a stone faced person, but then also had a soft spot for Briseis, Rose Byrne's character, and so that was kind of uncharacteristic. But it was nice because he seemed more like a human and less like a cyborg warrior. So I am giving this movie. A four and a half out of five. Holy. Not not necessarily because it's the most well-made movie or, like, the story, the best, like, in in historical stories to tell. But I just thought it was fun. Just 
these two giant powerhouse armies that are just like, ah, we're kind of neighbors, but we're also enemies. And we're just going to duke it out, all because Orlando Bloom is a little bitch. (laughs) And that just is the crown on the top, because... Hell yeah. uh, Just note when Eric Bana's like, you start a war, this war that Dad fought years to stop. And Orlando Bloom's like, yeah, but I love her. But (laughs) beauty killed the beast. Uh, Twas Beauty Killed the Beast, but yeah, four and a half out of five. I just, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Nate, I gotta say, man, I've been picking some bangers for you lately. I feel like, like every movie I picked, I don't think I've had one that's been poorly received by you in at least a couple months here. I feel, I feel like you're saying that so that I can sleep tonight. Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) don't, don't, don't inflate your head too much. Okay, I'll try not Um, to. Yeah, because the next movie I will positively give it a bad grade. Great. Just I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> uh, you Ducky, could pick you the know. Breakfast Club and I'll still give it a star. The movie that we've all collectively given five out of five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Seems you have a hidden agenda over there. Quack. Um, quack? Yeah. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. quack. It is cold up there, but quack, it is quack. still still hunting season for Ducky. What's going on? What are your thoughts on this film? When it comes to Troy, I definitely have like a nostalgia feeling towards this movie. I just because I grew up watching this movie, it's like one of the first R-rated movies, like I said, and it it still holds up. And just in terms of how entertaining it is, sure, there's definitely you can poke poke some holes at it. It's not as good as it probably could be, but it's still a fun time, and I'm still gonna get it to four out of five. Uh, I was thinking three and a half on this rewatch, but like because of how mm. much nostalgia I have with it, like I'll get it to four. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it definitely has, like, the historical inaccuracies, and it could definitely piss off some people. But, you know, for what it is, it's entertaining, and it's fun, and it's 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 well-directed, and the costumes are insane. The set pieces are awesome. The score, I wanted to get back to that. The score was yeah. literally driving me crazy because most of the time it's very, like, like operatic and stuff. Like, it's a lady screaming sometimes. Uh, and then at one point, though, it cuts to a lady screaming. <laughs> like, during Does the it really? <laughs> it's during the funeral scene of uh, Eric Bana's character when they're doing like the the coins on the uh-huh. uh, eyes and stuff. And For there's the boat, just, like man. a lady's going like, ah! and then finally it cuts to like the woman doing that, like in like the audience. I'm like, thank you. Like they acknowledged it because <laughs> it's like literally <laughs> carried out through like most of the movie. Dude, the uh, editor in the editing room was like, yeah, this like, is going to get like, someone. We need to like, literally give this some meaning and purpose because it's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> but, oh, well. That's funny. Uh, but no, four out of five. It's a fun movie. I I really enjoyed it. God, I mean, I love to hear that. Um, we're not going to be doing any push-ups tonight, unfortunately. But um, I think this movie is its truly what I wanted it to be. It's, it's more than I expected because I expected it to be like, super cheesy i really didn't think it was going to be as well received by you guys or just i understand why it's not well received by critics but i think overall i didn't know the rotten tomato score going in i didn't know what the reception was for this movie um i i guess i thought it was an fx has the movies type film where like like hancock or just something that was just like popcorn stupid fun but there's more to it like it's actually super well written like the set pieces are great like spencer said the music cinematography the acting is good from everybody that's an actual actor in this movie um and i just had a lot of fun i think it's you know it's got the the high saturation shirtless brad pitt it's got some it's got some skin um it's got some bloodshed it's good so i'm gonna go four out of five i thought it was a lot of fun and uh i I match adventure's great i'm actually really surprised nate went that high nate i'm curious to know what you're gonna say you thought I was gonna go higher? You know, <laughs> you gonna lower it? No, no. Gonna... no. Wait, th- we haven't gone backwards on one of these before. We've always had someone had to go up. Well, here's no. the thing: if it's genuine <laughs> here, but how can we add a demerit to this film for Nate? How John does he and like I it less? Four out of five too. So even like say, for example, I mean, you're welcome to go down to four if you if you really feel like it is. Like, but say for example, like it was essentially you give it like a one out of five, and John and I were at like three and stuff. That's would a big John leap. I, this isn't John that big of a I, leap. But like exactly, but like if would John and I still do the push-ups because you and I still have the same grade, and Nate doesn't have the same grade? Maybe we do pull-ups ones, in that same? situation. I don't know if we do push-ups. I, 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 I 
break the fucking curtain rod if I do that. <laughs> Maybe don't That's use all that. I have. That wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, I I do have a perfect the the pull up. You put it over the door frame. I could I could. I know. Okay. But uh, all right, Nate. Hmm? If two of us have the same grade and one of us doesn't, do the two that have the same grade do the push ups? We might have to. I I feel like the odds are are like. You know, they're pretty high that that's going to happen. It happens pretty often. Well, here's it's the thing: it's not like it's now a that one out of a hundred. We got the same grade. I think now, by default, it goes oh, back to oh. Nate until he can reevaluate in this final answer. What is your grade, Nate? Hmm. Well, I did get Roseburn shoulder and thigh. Okay, so we're doing push-ups. I, I, ah, I'm sorry, it's a four and a half. Damn! I just, I, All I right, enjoy, I enjoy, I enjoyed. Didn't it. go to the I gym today, so that's a disappointing. But I did go to the gym today, but I mainly just stretched and did cardio, but. Yeah, that's cute. We, do, we genuinely haven't had a split, like a significant split in quite some time. Like where I give it a two and then Nate and you give it like a four and a half or something like that. You were that pretty not... low on Night of the Hunter and Nate and I were so high on it. I mean, that's honestly, I'd give that my top 100, but uh, wow, Ooh. I love that movie. I've seen it three times now, but uh, wow, that's you gave crazy. it like a two, two and a half out of five or something. Like You gave and it a you pretty guys were low like four and grade. a half, five. Yeah, I was yeah. borderline five. I love it, but um, anyway. your boy. Sorry, it's not Bumblebee. No, it's yeah, God it's, forbid. It's, it's chill, yo. Um, but yeah, no, we're pretty much the same. Sure. But uh, what would be interesting, but could be a big split, is next week when we go to Nate's picks, which will be on Thanksgiving. So this is going to be your gobble, Thanksgiving gobble, 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 gobble. episode. If you're going to be listening to the Those Movies podcast before you eat your Thanksgiving meal, I might suggest uh, watching this movie after. You have your your dinner, your lunch, your Thanksgiving, your turkey. Because this is a disturbing little film that we're going to be watching. And it, during. I literally forgot. What is it? During. Oh. You, you suggest watch this movie during. It's a family film? You have your stuffing and cranberry sauce. <laughs> you sure about that? Because on November 24th, Nate, what are we it's watching? It's not that disturbing. <clears throat> I just remember it being kind of like grimy. We're watching a cure for <gasps> yes, me goth. I totally forgot, bro. My Blu-rays better be here in time. I swear to fucking god. Let me check. Let me check the shipping. Oh my god, it's on eBay. A cure for wellness, <sighs> starring the greatest character in all of Chronicle, Dane DeHaan. <laughs> <laughs> no, not, not Michael B. Dude, Jordan, really? No, that's probably gonna drag it down uh, a full grade because he's in the movie. Nah, he's he's a creed. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, Dane DeHaan, and then whatever the other guy's name was. Wait, Mia Goth? What? Mia Goth? No. But yeah, no, we're going to watch The Cure for Wellness on Thanksgiving, so... I want that slipcover. I do like that game with the slipcover. I don't know if mine's coming with one, to be honest with you. I hope so. So, uh, I'm excited to rewatch this because I saw on Letterboxd, I watched this when it came out, but I gave it a 2 out of 5, and you guys... I have it way higher. So next week might be a big split, depending on what you know what the rewatch does for me. But yeah, cure for wellness. I am definitely curious to go and check this one out again this week. Oh, sorry, the episode will come out next week on Thanksgiving, November twenty fourth. So make sure you stay tuned to those movie dudes podcast feed for that episode. Go and watch a cure for wellness, as uh, you got like a week to do it. So yeah. And as you guys know, we have another show. Spencer and I get together on a monthly basis, talk about the new release films, TV shows. We talked about House of Dragon, She-Hulk, uh, Amsterdam, a lot of garbage. But we also talked about like Triangle Halloween ends, sadness. Trial of Sadness. We talked it's about that. One. Black Adam. Oh, yeah. and we got a whole uh, bunch I've more. been itching to rewatch that. Triangle I would like sadness. to see like, it for the first time. Out. Desperately, actually. Uh. It's a, so oh, good. It's good. Yeah, I gave it yeah. a really high grade, but I definitely would want to rewatch it. Uh, I, I it's stayed on my mind for a while. That Banshees of the <laughs> Inisherin that's stayed on my mind too. Uh, that's a good one. But yeah, no, uh, a lot of good movies coming out in November as well. So stay tuned at the end of uh, at the beginning of every month. That's when we'll do a recap of previous month of mainstream films. Yeah, exactly. At those movie dudes, everybody, keep up with the feed. Let's get physical.